Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. This how-to episode was inspired by the revival happening at Asbury University in Kentucky. I happened upon a YouTube video by Vlad Savchuk about this revival. I will link his video below on the pattyej.podbean.com site for this episode. In his video, he was referencing a document for which he did not truly give the author or source, so I can't really tell you its original source either. But he shares a bunch of paragraphs about past revivals, essentially summaries about what was happening at the time, how God showed up and manifested himself, and what the end result was. So he does that from way back to the 1700s all the way to the present Asbury Revival. And then he lists 10 things that all these revivals have in common. And again, it wasn't his original work. I'm not sure who he was referencing. But uh, I was praying about that list, and the Lord... Uh, had me meditating on it, and he moved around the order of the things on this list, gave me additional insight about each of these elements. So this episode is about what really God said about it. When I was looking at this information myself, we will look at each of the 10 things that revivals have in common in small detail, and then give Jesus the opportunity to pick it up from there and share what he said about them, and what he most wants us to learn about it. One thing that the Lord did point out in the reordering of these items is to pay attention to the cause and effect, the connectivity from one to the next. It's not really a linear process, but I do want you to take notice that one tends to feed into or lead to the next. Um, See if you can notice how those steps build on each other. Okay, so here are the 10 things that revivals have in common. Number one, the timing. They were characterized by seasons of spiritual darkness begging for the light to break forth. It's easy to see how having a world war like in um, the World War I and World War II and even in the Vietnam War would be times that would prompt revival. And it's even easy to see how right now this fits with the characteristics of our present day. It feels like we live in an upside-down world, a dystopian universe where Right is communicated and expected to look at like wrong, and wrong is communicated as right. The second is prayer. People began earnestly seeking God in prayer, a hunger and thirst for prayer. Now, prayer is our primary communication method with the Lord. And can you see how this timing of our present day causes people to ask questions of the Lord? Where are you, God? Are you going to fix this? Are you going to turn things around? And the other significant thing about prayer is the type of prayer. Instead of mindless prayers where you're just 
repeating things distantly or mechanically. It's earnest, heartfelt prayer. The third element is that the Holy Spirit is welcomed with praise and worship. And this invites people to go to deeper spiritual depths. Now, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and must be made welcome. In order to welcome the Holy Spirit, you must make room for him. So there is a seeking and an asking and a knocking on people's hearts that they're responding to and inviting the Holy Spirit to go deeper. So there's a different level of intensity in the worship that goes on in these revivals. Number four, the word of God is preached and interpreted by the Holy Spirit, causing it to be alive and active. The Holy Spirit is the author of the word and is the only one that can truly give you illuminated understanding. The word somehow applies to you as you are in these praise and worship sessions, and you are able to see it in fresh light and have it apply to your circumstances. This is what it means to have a sense of the presence of God feeling alive, jumping out at you in these scriptures. The fifth characteristic is the glory of God is revealed and experienced. Sincere praise and worship welcomes the glory of God to be manifest. In the presence of God's glory, you cannot help but be transformed. As you fix your eyes on him, he's fixing his eyes on you, and where his eyes flow, his glory brings the power to transform. Number six, there is marked repentance happening at these revivals, and that's because God's glory is his righteousness. That is, he helps you see what is right, which causes to see yourself rightly, that is how God sees you, and it leads to conviction, and conviction leads to repentance, which paves for more room in your heart for God. When you let go of the bits of you that are not from God, it makes room for more of God in your heart. Number seven, there is evidence of people releasing Holy Spirit manifestations such as having prophetic wisdom, understanding, tongue-speaking, prophecies, fainting, groanings, healing, miracles. This tends to vary often by culture or denomination, but it is evidence that people are being not just internally transformed, but transformed in a way that's releasing releasing more of the Holy Spirit out from within themselves. The changes that are happening in the hearts of people in deep levels can look a variety of ways. So not all revivals are going to look like all revivals, but it's all God's work. Number eight, 
reformation and renewal are an end result. Testimonies are encouraged and shared, increasing people's faith, causing it to spread beyond the original revival. Stories of transformation, along with the power of the Holy Spirit, lead to salvations, moral reforms, clarity of callings, high fruit bearing. There is a challenge of the status quo of the present state of the body of Christ, leading to reformation. There are upgrades to new levels of anointing, understanding, and long-standing change. This is the magnetic force of the power of the Holy Spirit as it's being released, attracting many people to the same thing. This increased the hunger and starts all over again, right back to the first step there, and keeps on going. Number nine. Revivals invite spiritual warfare. There will be controversies, suspicions, theological arguments, disputes, divisions. Why is that? Well, the enemy is trying to quench or stop it. Unfortunately, most of the warfare will come inside the body of Christ, just like when Jesus walked on the earth and the religious leaders of the day attacked and eventually crucified him. And when the apostles got things rolling, they were all attacked as well and met the same doom for the most part. And finally, the tenth one is that revivals are cyclical. They eventually crest and decline, but they leave a time and a season with the mark of God's incredible impact. Now, let's see what Jesus had to say about welcoming him to cause a revival in your own heart. At the time of this podcast preparation, it was day 12 of the Asbury University Revival, and there were at least 18 new places in the United States where this revival had spread. As I do each morning, I ask the Lord where he would like me to meet so that we may start off our day together. I went to my special place, and I was looking for Jesus, and I couldn't find him right away. Then I noticed the helicopter to the right of my special place. I was super excited for this adventure. I ran down to see what Jesus had for me today. He was already sitting in the helicopter, and my angel, Sven, was the pilot. Jesus winked at me and reached out and lifted me into the copter. What do you want to show me today, I asked, Lord. You'll see. We flew over the earth and settled over the United States. I could see people coming from all directions and different places in the United States. They all look like scurrying ants heading into specific places. There were many pockets of this happening all over the United States. This was probably happening in other nations as well, but Jesus was showing me the U.S., People are flocking to where they know I'm present, and that's good. Jesus is there. Jesus is there. Let's go and experience Jesus there. Yes, I am there. And I'm here, too, right now in your heart. The fullness of me is in you. You can go deep in my glory right where you are and become a lightning rod for my glory, magnetically reflecting my love in powerful ways. I want all believers to know that I am already 
fully accessible in their hearts. They have the ability for the deepest level of encounters with me. They don't need to look outside of their own hearts when they know how to seek me and find me in their innermost beings. When you welcome me to stretch out and make myself at home in your heart, you invite my glory. In making room for me, there is no room for sickness and pain and unforgiveness and limiting lies. I naturally push out all that gets in the way. Remember, I'm right here. My heart yearns for each member of my body to learn this lesson. Because when they do, their testimony will release a powerful magnetic anointing of attraction. This causes others to want what they have and welcomes me to take them deeper too. Everyone who has received my gift of salvation has the power and authority to rise to this level. It's all about understanding the full measure of what was purchased for you at the cross when you accepted my gift of salvation. This is what I want the Spirit Life Workshop team to show people how to do at the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop in May. The workshop team will be teaching people how to dive deep inside the wells of your heart to find the fullness of me. When you know how to seek me intentionally, you will encounter me personally and hunger to make more room for me in your heart. When you do this, you will naturally align yourself with my heart and my will. This is the amazing truth of what happens when you experience my glory. Can you see the keys of revival in this? I said, yes, Lord, absolutely. And he continued, I'm knocking on the door of your heart, listener. Do you want the blessings of encountering my glory? Come. Revelation 17.22 says, The Holy Spirit and the Bride, the Church of Believers, say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes to take and drink the water of life without cost. What can you expect if you do go to the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop? Well, here are some of the goals that we have for the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop. You will learn new ways to connect with God using physical and spiritual senses so you may encounter His glory and He can take you deeper. You will learn how to posture your heart to welcome Him, quiet yourself down long enough so that He can show you and you can see the truth that will set you free. Giving Him more room in your heart, He will push out all that hinders such as sickness, pain, trauma, distractions, limiting lies. You will gain an increased understanding of the grandness of the Lord and what was purchased for you at the cross. You will receive increased clarity of who He created you to be and what He created you to do. A greater appreciation and awareness of your uniqueness in the kingdom plan and an increasing of your alignment with your Christ-perfected identity will also happen. And you will have an increased anointing that allows you to exercise the power and authority you have as a child of the living God, living in that new wineskin reality. You will understand how your heart is the temple of the Holy Spirit and how you can honor him in partnership in that truth. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. 
If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. For today's encounter, it's really important for you to properly posture your heart to invite God to go deeper in your heart. There are many ways you can do that. I like to really listen to some great worship songs, songs that invite God's presence, songs that worship His holiness or His grandness or His almighty nature, songs about His names, usually really welcome His presence. Another technique is to pray in tongues and meditate on some scripture, which is uh, part of what we're going to be doing today, is um, looking at a scripture and, and having the Lord bring it to life. But I want you to remember that in order to invite his glory, you need to make him feel very welcome at a deep level. So the most intimate name that God can be in the Bible is the bridegroom. And you are the bride when you are an overcomer. So I know that guys have trouble with this, but please check out my episode on the bridegroom. If uh, It'll be linked below because it's really not about gender. It's just about straight intimacy. We're going to meditate on Isaiah 45, 3 in this episode. And that verse says, I will give you treasures of darkness and hidden wealth of secret places, so that you may know that it is I, the Lord God of Israel, who calls you by name. So I want you to relax after you've postured your heart. Picture that Jesus is taking you to the temple. Now the temple is actually your heart, because your heart is the dwelling place of the Lord, and the temple was the dwelling place of the Lord in the Old Testament days. So see yourself with Jesus, and he is handing you the keys of your heart, the keys to the temple. And he opens the doors, and he leads you to a room where there are treasures hidden in secret places that are just for you. 
This is his wedding gift for you. The treasure is a truth about who you are in Christ and who he is for you that he wants you to understand. So allow him to show you in any and all ways that he can what gift he has for you right now. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. Well, I truly hope that you were able to open your heart to receive what the Lord has for you when you desire to go deeper with him. And I hope you were blessed, maybe even surprised, by the wedding gift that the Lord Jesus gave you. Would you like to know how to go deeper with God? I want you to prayerfully consider attending the Deeper Spirit Life Workshop, May 12th to 14th, 2023, on the shores of Lake Erie near Cleveland, Ohio. God's glory has the power to transform you in an instant. What could God do with you and through you if you learn how to quiet yourself and gaze long enough for God's glory to transform you? Gazing is a long look, while glancing is a short one. When you gaze at Jesus, he gazes back, and his glory flows where his eyes are fixed. In God's glory, there is peace, healing, and clarity of purpose and direction. Learn how to stay in God's presence long enough for him to transform you into the Christ you that he died for you to become, your Christ's perfected identity. You can expect expertly facilitated Jesus encounters and plenty of time to connect with God in this workshop. For more information and to register, check out spiritlifeworkshops.com. We hope to see you there. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.